Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. For nearly 20 years, Love Honey has been the sexual happiness people working to make a fun, fulfilling sex life available to anyone. And don't just take our word for it. With nearly 70 awards to their name, there's a reason Love Honey's customers come back time and time again. It doesn't matter what your experience, orientation, spice level, gender, or size is. Love Honey has what you need to feel and be sexy. Their in-house design teams work exclusively and closely with customers to create the toys, sexy outfits, and accessories you need for mind-blowing fun, whether you're riding solo or playing with a partner. For me, feeling sexy is when things fit just right and have you looking in that mirror, looking at yourself like a snack. We're super excited to be teaming up with Love Hunting to give you 10% off your next purchase. Just click the link in the episode to claim your exclusive discount. Happy Friday. What a week it has been. We are back. Kids are back. This is probably their first, what, full week back to school. And this week was better than that half week that we had last time. So I'm super grateful for that. Kids are starting to adjust. I'm not sure if I'm adjusting yet. You know, working from home and trying to maintain everything is not always as easy as it sounds, like not as easy as it is on paper, but that's where we are. There's been a lot of media events. So if you are following the blog, which I hope you are, because if you don't know, I'm not only a podcaster, I am also a blogger. I've been blogging for almost seven years. That is an amazing feat to me, um, just off the strength of longevity, just off the strength of, you know, continue to create and feeling still creative in, in my flow. So if you are, if you're not, go ahead and follow on the blog at Toy Time, T-O-I-T-I-M-E, blog.org. Follow me there. You will be able to catch up on what's happening here in the Philadelphia area. If you are outside of the Philadelphia area, there's still some information that you can look at um, when you go onto the blog. It's not necessarily all local, but we talk about everything. And one of the topics that I exclusively always push, I always talk about is going to be self-care. If self-care, if you're hearing the word self-care and that makes you cringe, right? You're over it. You're like, everybody's talking about it. So wah, wah, wah. let me tell you how the benefits of doing self-care. If you've ever had anything happen to you where, you know, you've had different things go on in your life. Maybe you've had stressful situations that really felt like they were going to overtake you. When you begin to tap into self-care, it doesn't take your problems away. Let's be clear on that. But self-care is one of those things where you can devote time to yourself. That could be gathering yourself, gathering your mind. I don't know how many times I've had situations that happen where 
if I wasn't practicing self-care, I probably would be mentally in a worse place than what I probably started. And so self-care to me is just not one of those words that people throw around. I've been talking about self-care for quite some time. Um, I learned about self-care in therapy. Prior to that, I didn't even realize all the amount of anxiety and stress that I was carrying. You know, we, ex we, we think we label things differently when you don't know any better. And so when I look back over my life, even as a child, I was like, oh, wow, that really could have been anxiety. But no one talked about it. Why people are talking about it now, I feel like we're in an age of accountability. And with accountability, we have to be mindful of taking the best accountability, which is self-accountability, really taking stock in the things that you're doing or not doing. Um, I had an opportunity to talk to a group of women this week and the amount of women who were like, oh, I haven't practiced self-care in a while, or I'm not really into self-care, but I probably should. These are great ideas because we were telling each, you know, each other about different things that we do for self-care. So when I hear that, that lets me know that saying and talking about self-care is not in vain. If we can get more people to tap into themselves, we can help people really clear themselves in their mind. Again, I always stress having self-care and practicing daily isn't going to make your problems go away, but it will make you better to able to deal with the ups and downs of the traumas of life. When things happen, you're not necessarily fully prepared, so you may not be ready to handle all of the things that are coming your way. Practicing self-care for me is taking care of myself, eating well, making sure that I get enough sleep, doing things that make me truly happy. For me, it doesn't have to be major. Now, I'm not saying I don't like to go to a good masseuse. I love to get a facial. Those are beautiful things to do, but not everybody's budget is at that point. But there are things that we can do every single day. The other day, I just sat and read my magazine. Read a magazine, drinking some tea, and it was the most relaxing thing. You couldn't tell me that I wasn't having a good day. Even if my day, which actually that day was pretty bad, it was a way for me to be like, okay, let me bring myself back into focus. Let me take care of myself because it's truly important. It's important to me to be able to do that. You know, I want to find ways to, to take care of myself. What are the things that I need? And you've heard it before. Self-care is not selfish. No matter what we tell ourselves that self-care is, it's really and truly, it's not selfish. So I want us to find better ways or consistent. Let's talk about having consistent ways of taking care of ourselves. We don't do enough of that. So I want us to take care of ourselves. One of the things that I really learned when I started to do self-care every day was I realized all the moments that I let pass me by that I wasn't doing it. You know, as simple as self-care can be, although we make it so dramatic, you realize the moments that you waste on things that don't make sense. Let me just say this. When you are trying to live your life and you are trying to drink your water and you're trying to do all the things to take care of yourself, that is a full time job. And then if you add any titles that you may have in life, whether that be from work or home life or anything else that you begin to add, those titles and everything just makes life so much bigger. I want us to take a step back, a true step back and start taking care of ourselves. That's taking care of our mental space, whether that be yoga, meditation, um, getting back into prayer. Um, as a PK, I've said this often, you guys know that I'm a PK, which is a preacher's kid. You know, church was a huge foundation for me, but I learned how to church, but I had to learn how to have a relationship with God. So I learned to make things personable for me. And that may mean for me to take some time out to read the Bible, if that's what I choose to do and whatever you choose to do. Or that may be listening to a gospel song and really getting settled and, and sitting down with myself and calming down and getting really clear about what it is that needs to happen. 
I am not pushing one agenda over the other. I am telling you that whatever is keeping you spiritually grounded, dig deep into that because you got to be connected to something. And the other part of taking care of yourself and really digging into self-care is that you don't realize just how beautiful you are in the life that you have, like even with all the messiness of life, the stress of life, the craziness of life, the people that you have to endure, the attitudes that you have to endure. Can we talk about one thing about this whole, the, I understand that we have been home for, most of us have been home for like an, a, a year and a half and we're just starting to, you know, stick our little baby toe outside and kind of bring it back, step out, come back. The road rage is out of control. There's been more cases of road rage where people are shooting, killing, and doing the most, killing people, hitting and ramming to cars. It's really a lot. First of all, some of y'all need to go back and read that book because y'all are literally forgetting a lot of the rules that you need to abide to be on the road. But check your attitude. Everywhere you need to go is not a high emergency. And if you, if it is, you should have left yesterday. We really have got to slow it down on these roads and get calm when it comes to how we're driving, how we're being, how we're just putting ourselves out there. Also teach your children how to practice self-care. Yes. Let them have an activity that is their own. They don't have to share with the sibling. If they like to paint, get them a couple of materials, find a spot in the house that's safe enough for them to do it and let them paint. I was, and I'm still dead against um, slime. So let's be clear, but I found putty. Putty is not the same consistency of slime. And I found that I actually enjoyed sitting down with my kids and we did some putty um, creations and things together. I'm going to go buy them some more because I actually enjoyed it too. But sitting down and doing activities that takes you away, one from the television, can get you a little bit of family time. And it just allows you to see where your kids' creativity is. And you get to hear what they're saying, their conversations. Do all of that. Um, so yeah, putty has been my new best friend. It's been my new, uh, self-care and I'm going to try to increase that. Cause I kind of liked it. I, I told the kids, I was just trying to act like it wasn't that big of a deal, but I know they could see, like I am the biggest kid, which makes me probably best parent for them, not for anyone, but just for them. So this episode, we're going to be talking about self, self care. And we have Emily Carter. Emily Carter is a website designer and entrepreneur a natural health blogger and healthy body weight loss coach. She helps people with and who are stuck to feel good about their food, their weight, their body image, and small business owners feel good about their website again. Let me just say, I literally have just gotten my website the way that I wanted it to be. My website has gone through numerous changes numerous design changes, numerous ways of what it looks like. So if I had me an Emily, uh, Emily Carter Carpenter, I would be uh, probably a lot further on in my website years ago than I am now, but gratefully I had someone who did it. If you're a small business owner and you're looking for someone to help you with your website, I highly recommend um, Emily. She's going to be on our episode later today. And I want you to go ahead and reach out to her because she can do it. She can handle everything you need to handle with your website. And this is the big thing about business owners. You don't have to do everything. Sometimes outsourcing something to someone else that is better qualified is a form of self-care. I was trying to do everything I can on my own. I got this, it's my website, it's my business. The second I let somebody else handle it and literally typed out everything, I gotta stop saying literally, but it's just, it's what I say. If I find the time and I just sat there and I typed out everything that I needed this website to be, how I wanted it to look, I had gotten some consultation from some other business owners in my blogging niche. And voila, if you go onto the website, you will see it's exactly what I wanted to be. It looks cleaner. It looks more streamlined. It looks more professional. Come on now. 
Uh, in order to get these coins, you got to have stuff look right. People ain't trying to go in there and you and it's not user friendly. So I made sure with my website, the uh, designer, that my website is now user friendly. And Emily or uh, is definitely somebody that can help you with that. So let's give it up to Emily. She's going to be on in a few. And again, I hope that you have a good weekend. Um, fall is next week. Can you believe that? The first day of fall, I believe, is on the, sec the 22nd. And you already know, if you don't know, I am going to be so super fall um, into, because I love fall. Fall is like one of my favorite seasons. So I've already started decorating the house. I put my uh, fall, I guess you want to say a Christmas tree, but we turned it into a fall tree. So we have the fall tree. We have the front kind of decorated. I still need to add like the scarecrows and pumpkins and all that, th all that wonderful stuff. But we are well on our way. So fall is officially next week. I'm going to, I've been invited to uh, attend some fall events with the fan bam. So I can't wait. I'm going to try our best to be all decorated and dressed, you know, as unison and things of that sort. But yeah, we are planning to be ready for the fall to get in as much as we can. And let me just say, I know everybody has their issues with the mask, but I'm actually okay with the mask because this last year, my kids were able to go to the, uh, hay rides without getting sick. So I am grateful that a mom like me who has kids who have asthma and things of that sort, when they're able to do things that they can't do, it's like a blessing. So even if they take the mask mandate out and everything starts to go back to normal, I kind of believe that in the fall and the winter, I think we're going to stress to try to wear our mask a little bit more just because it just stops with all like the sicknesses and colds and all that craziness. So do what you want, but that's what we're going to do. So falls next week, getting ready for the fall which means all of the holidays is are going to be here before you know it. Halloween is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. I think Target already has their Christmas. Matter of fact, I know Target has their Christmas um, decorations out because I got that email talking about Christmas is here. And I was like, how did we jump? How do we jump to uh, from September to Christmas? I have no idea. I understand it as a blogger. Like all of my holiday content, I have to finalize because that's how this how that's how it works. You have to have your fall and not necessarily your fall, but your holiday content kind of ready. So the next week or two, I have to finalize that because people are already shopping. People are already gearing for it. And so, yeah, you got to have your stuff together. So for anyone who's been listening, I hope that you are finding, I know we've been bringing in some moms and we've been bringing in some women who've been really empowering us in different ways. I hope that you are finding value in this episode, in these episodes and our guests, because that is the hope. That is the goal. Our next week episode, we're going to talk about grief. I know that that sounds crazy. There's someone who's always pushing self-care and taking care of yourself, but no other time in your life that you will ever feel the most lowest, the saddest is going to be during grief. And grief is one of those times when you don't always type, tap into your self-care. Sometimes you don't even want to take a shower depending on who is passed around you. You know, you lose all the sense of hope of, you know, returning back to what, whatever is quote unquote normal for you. So we have an amazing guest that are going to come back next week and we're going to talk about grief. How do you live? Like, how do you live beyond grief? Grief is very overwhelming and, and, and it's, it's just, it's very tense. So we're going to talk about that. The week after that, we're going to have my husband on and we're going to do um, another update, just talking about the things that we have going on in our lives um, and just about how we're maintaining our, ma our marriage. Because a lot of people have been sending me emails after we did the first episode on store love. So you didn't see that episode store, S-T-O-R-R -R, love. We talked about um, 
you know, our relationship, how we met, but we also talked about, you know, how we're dealing with each other and how my husband deals with me with my mental health, um, how I'm dealing with his mental health, like just everything that we have going on in our lives. You know, we do have three children. So trying to parent them individually and collectively is a challenge. I would not sit there and act as if I have like all the answers. We're kind of going along as each day presents itself. But the one thing that we always try to do is to um, engulf our children with love and to make sure they understand that they are loved and that no matter what the world has going on out there in our house, we are going to let them be who they are. So enjoy your weekend, rest, renew, get yourself a nap, get yourself a sleep in, whatever you need. I'm going to be having a glass of white wine tonight. You know that on Fridays, I try to enjoy at least a glass of wine. And I have a lot of content to catch up on. That is one thing about a content creator. There's never a lack of content that needs to be created. Um, but when it comes to doing content with products and meeting the needs of a company, that's different. So I have to literally, I said literally again, I have to find a way to get it all done. And I'm going to get as much of the content that I can done this weekend while resting, while enjoying my family, while getting myself together for the following week. Have a great weekend and let's get into this episode. Happy Friday again to all of my amazing community. I call you community. You are listeners, but you're a community. Um, and I like to address you as such because I love to be a part of something, a part of something where we grow, we learn from each other. And that's really what the podcast is for. We are here to learn um, there's going to be things that you find that doesn't re resonate with you. That's completely fine. But there may be parts of it that does. The parts that are for you, take and the parts are not, leave. Remember in life, we're all literally trying to do and be our best selves. So just keep that in mind as you grow in your everyday life. And today we have a treat. We have Emily here. She is going to talk to us. We're going to have an amazing discussion. So I'm going to allow Emily to come in and talk about her and introduce herself the way she would love to be introduced. I always allow my guests to do that because why? I'm going to always give you the, the, the bio, right? But introducing themselves, how they, how people love to be introduced. They may want to tell you their favorite color. They may want to tell you things that are not on paper. So Emily, take it away. Hey, Troy, thank you. Um, so just a little bit about me. Uh, I am a mom first. I think that's like, that is who I am first. Um, I've got my kid over here. He's always, you know, always around. Um, I have an 11 year old son and I, before I became a mom, I became an entrepreneur. So I have a website design business since 2005. And since then I've also done tons of little projects here and there, uh, including one called Savvy Nom Nom, which is where I talk about food, weight, and body image and my journey of having lost over hundred pounds over 18 years ago. And the last year uh, and starting this year, uh, we're homeschooling. So we're not doing the district distance learning thing. We're doing our own thing and just find and discovering how we'd like to do that best. So this year we're experimenting again. Last year was an experiment. This year is a new experiment and we're just learning as we go. So that's the, those are the basics, I think. Well, I, well let me just say from one mom to another mom, I feel you. I've really been toying with the idea of homeschooling my children. Um, they went to school for the first time two days ago. It has been a disaster. Let me tell you why. Um, they went to school 
first day, my daughter got an injury, didn't tell me until yesterday. Um, and then again, the, the second child got sick day on day two. So he got dropped off at eight and we picked him up at nine. Um, it's, so it's, I understand the stress of them going to school right now in the midst of COVID is literally driving me completely crazy. Um, so I have to be very honest about that. That's just how I feel. I wanted to dive and, and I love, 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 love how you're talking about body positivity. I too lost about 75 pounds a couple mm. of years ago because I was completely unhealthy. Like yeah. telling myself, oh girl, you cute in that outfit, but completely unhealthy. And for me, it wasn't more about wearing clothes. It was about being my best self. I could not be the best mom. I couldn't be the best person, the best uh, wife. I couldn't do any of those things without getting my life in check. What was your goal? Like, what was your goal and how did you pursue like really getting into taking care of yourself? Yeah, it, it's been a lifelong journey for me, Joy. It really like from, I, I can't remember not trying to make myself a better person, but the food was the thing that really um, got me. It really got me, right? So it was something that really um, kept me stuck for a long time and I didn't even realize it. So I think food has always been a focus for me since I was an infant, really. Um, the, uh, when I was in the hospital, when I was little, when I was like, I was five days old, I had to go back to the hospital cause I had a seizure. So my, my had to go back for five days. And so they were giving me bottles and I would watch as the bottles went by. Like I knew, you know, like even as an infant, I was, <laughs> yeah, like give me one of those. So that was even from an infant. Um, and then as a kid, I equated food with love. So if I could talk someone into giving me what I wanted for food, then I felt like I was loved, you know, and it was how my family expressed love. So um, my father wouldn't always say the words, I love you until, until later in life. He'd never really said that, but he would express it different ways. And I didn't realize that, but one of them was food. And so he would take us out for, um, for fast food, or he would take us to the, you know, Carvel ice cream shop and, Mm we would be driving down the road and, and we were coming from wherever we were going. I don't know where we had been, wherever we had been that evening. And he would steer the car and the he would like fight with the wheel and say that darn car, it's going into Carvel again, you know, and he would, <laughs> pretend he was fighting with the, he would take us into Carvel. And it was like, I, so I equated food with love. And so I just had this thing with food and I ate a lot of flour and sugar and there was no restriction at all on food in my house. And there was a lot of that available. So I tended to eat all that. And I wasn't an overweight kid. Uh, I didn't really start putting uh, excess weight on my body until I was in high school. And I think it was when I was able to drive a car and I didn't have to ride a bike or Mm. walk anywhere anymore. I could just get in a car. And so I stopped moving my body as much. Right. And the weight started coming on. So before I went, you know, but before I graduated high school, I was up to maybe 170. Um, my first year of college, I gained okay. 30 pounds and was up to 200 pounds. Um, and then I found, you know, here and there, like losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, every time I would get bigger and bigger and bigger, till I was at my highest weight of around 256 that I know okay. of. Um, so then, um, but the, the, the self-care part came in when I started having health issues, I started just not, you know, I started having a lot of anxiety. Um, 
I, I was always an anxious person. And I think food was there to kind of call me and I didn't even realize it. I didn't know mm-hmm. that that's what I was doing. But when I took away the flour and the sugar, and I didn't have the anxiety, and I didn't, you know, and I started losing weight, I could see the the difference that it made and just the way I was feeling about everything and just being able to deal with day to day life. Um, so it was just this, you know, discovery of what, you know, what foods are good for me, you know, I don't want to say good and bad. I don't like to demonize food or, or make things that, you know, say things are, are good or bad because everything in moderation for a certain, you know, for people and everything is different for every person. So I, I don't, I don't want to do that with specific types of food or type or, or specific foods. However, um, I did, I do have found that certain foods make me a little crazier. Right. Um, so I know that when I have those, there's a feeling in my body, there's, um, or I could feel anxious after eating certain foods. And so really limiting or eliminating those things has helped me. Um, and I just have, um, you know, I, so when I was at my highest weight at 256, I was having uh, sleep apnea, I was, um, I was having a lot of GERD. So the heartburn. So I was eating tons like they were candy, like I was eating them all day. I had them, you know, in my purse and my desk drawer, um, next to my bed everywhere so that I could have them available um, to feel better. So I was I was like sleeping propped up so that um, the stuff wouldn't come up in my throat and I wouldn't, um, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't snore. So and wake up with a sore throat. Um, I tore my ACL in half reaching for milk on the bottom shelf at the grocery store. Like, wow. yeah, like it snapped in half. So I was having some serious health repercussions from being overweight. And, um, I had something called pseudotumor cerebri. So, or idiopathic intracranial hypertension. So, okay. yeah. So I make like excess spinal fluid more than the average person. And okay. when I'm overweight, it it like pushes, it puts pressure, extra pressure on my optic nerve and then causes me to have double vision. So when I uh, went to the doctor and he did extensive tests, including MRI, you know, he came to the MRI at six o'clock on a Saturday to make sure I didn't have a brain tumor. Um, you know, all these things. Um, and then he wanted to do a spinal tap. And I said, I don't really want to do that. And he said, well, sometimes chubby girls have trouble with their with their vision, lose weight. So I did. Okay, so that was so it was hearing him say that and trying to avoid that spinal tap. Is that what that was the original? So that was I'm I'm messing up my timeline a little bit. So that was that was in college that he said that but I had to go back to him again when I was at my highest weight. And because I was having the issue more and more. So in college, he told me that I lost weight, the problem went away, but it was really minor when it first started. Okay. But years later, when I was at my highest weight, it was, I turned my head to the side to change lanes in the car and my eye w- eyes would go double. And mm. I was at work reading manuscript and the screen was double. So I'd have to like cover my eye or just wait for it to pass. I couldn't make eye contact with my new coworkers. It was a new job because I was afraid of them. I didn't know what it looked like. And I was afraid of them seeing and knowing what was happening with me. And okay. I was hiding because I thought if anybody knew what was happening, they tell me to go to the doctor. I know what he's going to say. And I'm, I'm not ready. Okay. Right. So uh, it just got to be, I had to have more and more and more pain 
even that, like I went through a year of not telling anyone about the double vision because I was not ready. Okay. So yeah, so it took me a long time to get to that point where I was ready and to do something about it. And um, so I did various you know, weight loss things. And, um, but the thing that has really helped me the most is just having routines of, you know, my morning routine and having things to do instead of eat food when I have an emotion, you know, Um, it used to be if I was happy, if I was angry, if I was sad, and I didn't even know I was having those emotions because I didn't sit with it long enough before I put something in my mouth to forget Mm. that I was having that emotion that I just kept eating that I kept eating them. So, um, that's, that was the thing. It was just one thing after the other, more and more pain. And knowing that I didn't want to live my whole life like that. I didn't want to go blind. Um, This condition that I have can cause blindness that you don't get back. Right. So people go blind and they, and that's it. And I didn't want that. So I started doing something about it. I'm glad that you said the part because you, you had been to the doctor the first time. Then you knew what to expect the second or third time that you would go again. And you knew all of the things that could happen. You you felt the pain in your body, but it wasn't until you were ready that the change was able to happen and to stick. I think that people often don't realize, and I've said this a million times on the podcast, on the blog, in life, until you're ready to make that step and make that commitment, no matter how bad something is, it will not stick until right, exactly. you are ready. And so, you know, that's why I say it's like, you know, you can have all the answers, you know what to do, you know the mm-hmm. routine, but if you're not willing, ready, and, and and able to do it, you won't, it won't take place. So that's why when people start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, that's a lot of it has to do with that. Yeah, I think even sometimes you can be willing to be willing. Like you can act as if you have to just be willing to be willing, like act as if you're willing. I've been at times when I'm not, I'm like, I'm like, I think I'm willing to be willing to be willing. Like I'm not even ready yet, but I know I'm I'm, almost there. I'm 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 almost there. I know there's, I know there's a change coming, but I'm not ready yet. But I start thinking it and I try to get into that mindset. Um, I just started a food reset recently. So even though I've, you know, I've maintained the majority of my weight loss over the past 18 years, I do still fluctuate a little bit at the bottom end of the the weight. Right. And I'm at the higher part of where I want to be right now. And do what you got to do to bring yourself wherever you need to be. Yeah. So I do what I call a food reset. And I do this, um, where I just go back to the basics. And I, usually they have a different focus for a food reset. And when I bring people along with us and Savvy Nom Nom, um, they choose what that focus is for them each time they do a food reset. And for me right now, it's eating fruits and vegetables with every meal and not eating the garbage basically. So um, I'm I'm very glad you said reset. So I had blogged a couple, maybe even a couple years ago and I had, and it's something that works for me even in my home. So even if you, if you're listening and you're not dealing with food, Anything can be replaced with food with the word reset. So I have blogged about doing a reset because I do it in my house all the time with my children. If we wake up and the energy is not right and and we're just going along with the motions and everything's going left, I'll say, let's do a reset where we basically reset our minds to reset our time. So we start 
the moment over again. We start the activity over again. We start the day over again. We start the way mm -hmm. we think over again. You can reset for anything. So just because Emily's talking about food, your thing may not be food. It may be uh, too much in, uh, alcohol intake. You need to pull it back. It could be worrying too much and having to pull that back. Like it's resetting yourself so that you can have a fresh start because I think the, and not even think, but one of the things that I learned with my own weight loss is we tend to have this doom and gloom. The second we feel like we fail, we don't try to recover that because now we feel like, oh, I've messed up. So that's it. And it's not, a, it's it. You actually can reset, restart at any given moment, but you just have to be able to know that making one bad decision doesn't discount you for it for everything you can reset and restart at any moment so i just wanted to put that out there in case you're listening and you're like i i feel her I, i'm in that moment yes you can still be in that moment and you can reset you can reset yourself your mindset and anything that you really want to do because like i said replace food with whatever your your mm -hmm. issue is i mean my thing was food i didn't even realize i was having an issue with food until I was deep into like postpartum depression and then realizing that, oh, I was just at home sitting. I wasn't working out with the kids. I wasn't even really taking the kids to the park. So we wasn't really, none of us was really getting any um, uh, exercise and or movement. And so, you know, then I was just like, well, food is my friend because food doesn't talk back. I don't have to change food's diaper and I don't have to <laughs> hear food cry. Like food is silent and it's happy and it makes me happy. And so I understand that, that desire to like correlate food back into your life. And then again, food causing other areas to yeah. go left. Yeah. And I think for me, food was my best friend. You know, it was my lover. It was my best friend. It was always there for me. Right. Never you know, disappoints. It, was, it never disappoints. It's always good. But it, you know, it's like one of those things though, where it feels great and it tastes great. And then an hour later, a day later, you know, a year later, one time I woke up a year later, and I gained 60 pounds, and I didn't know where it came from. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, the food was my friend until it wasn't right. So then I had to become my own best friend, and see, and then find other ways to fill that with, um, with things that are positive. So I my favorite thing is my morning routine. Mm hmm. So I have, I always like to ask people, what's your morning routine? I'd love to hear what yours is, Toy. Like I, um, my morning yeah. uh, routine is I try to get up before the kids get up. Just even if it's just to sit up for a few minutes to gather my thoughts, to look yeah. at what it is that I know that I need to attempt for the day. Um, I have to make my bed up. My bed has to get made. I can't go throughout the day without it being made up and trying to straighten it up. Um, I made sure that everybody has what they need, but I also, during the day, I also, in the morning, I have to do my journal entry or listening to a podcast. Um, I usually listen to a podcast rarely early, um, because I feel like it helps with your mindset. I listen to seven minute, um, I think it's called seven minute mindset, but it's seven mm. minutes and I can mm. devote seven minutes to literally hearing things about getting stuff together, rethinking something, rehashing something. Um, those yeah. types of things help me. Plus I have to have my coffee or my tea. Somehow I didn't miss that today. Um, uh. but <laughs> normally it's coffee or my tea. And then, you know, I can then be of service to like my family. I can help everybody get their stuff together. But those are things that I do that are for me and that help me to go along the day. When days yeah. when I don't do that, I feel it. <laughs> I do right. feel it because your, your morning routine sets 
sets the tone for me in that bed in the room being clear or like my office being a certain way. I mm. cannot create. I cannot physically create. And I and my creative juices cannot flow if I feel like I'm in clutter. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm not as good with the clutter part, Joy, but I'm working on it. So I live with someone who doesn't believe in that. So there are parts of the house where I have to let that be his thing. And then I That's have good. me and have my particular yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. I um so my morning routine is I get up in the morning and I the first thing I do is a gratitude list. Okay. So I write 10 things I'm grateful for. Then I send love to three people that I might be having an issue with. <laughs> um, that's a good one. I, ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So you send love to the people that you might have an issue with. Uh, you know, I have to admit, I have six people on my list. Okay. You're not on it. So you're good. Listen, I'm, that's good. That's good <laughs> to start my day. <laughs> so I do that list. And then that helps me just to let go of stuff, to um, get in a, a mindset of gratitude right from the start. Um, and then I do five minutes of quiet time. So I use an app called insight timer. Okay. Um, just a timer thing. I just use a timer in the morning at night. I use it, um, with a guided meditation. There's thousands and thousands of guided meditations on there. It's a free app. I pay, I do the paid version because it's a little bit, everything. I get everything and I get the courses and everything that come along with the paid membership. It's like three bucks a month, but I love it. Um, so I, and I want that because I'm paying $12.99, I think for calm. Oh, right. Now, don't get me wrong. They have everything for like every per person in my family, there's kids stuff and, and adult, but that's $12.99. So yeah. yeah Insight, Insight Timer does all that too. They have, they have all that stuff, but I've, I've, I've tried calm and headspace and you know, the different ones. And there was just such limited for the free. And then it was such a different price point. And I found Insight Timer was the first one I tried and I love it um, okay. So I with that. But um, so I do that. And then I do, you know, I get on my knees and I say my prayers and I ask God for a good day. You know, that's how I start my day out. Absolutely. Um, and then I get up and I just, you know, I start my day at my coffee and my shower and breakfast and, um, and just that quiet morning time. Um, if it's nice weather out, I like to go outside and have my coffee outside and just get some fresh air. Um, and then at night, you know, I have the, I like to do journaling at night, although I don't, I'm not in a good routine, but that at the moment, but that mm -hmm. does help me to just kind of get things out of my head before I go to sleep. Um, and lately my new, um, habit that I'm working on is writing down three things. So I get out three post-it notes and I write okay. in, you know, big letters, <laughs> what those three things are today. And then as I finish them, I just crumple it up and recycle that. And then, I, you know, I'm not trying to do everything on my list. I just have three right. things and those are my focus for the day. And that helps me. Um, but I love how you, you know, you talked about the, um, just, you can reset anything because, um, there are so many things that can just kind of get off. And so one thing I'd like to remember is it's okay to just simply resume so what I've right. done in the past is I get into the guilt and shame piece of, of where I'm at and I start going down that path, but that doesn't really help me at all. It doesn't help the situation. It doesn't get anything done. doesn't make anything better. No. So no. I just say, okay, what I did yesterday was yesterday. What I did five minutes ago was five minutes ago. It doesn't matter. I can simply resume in this moment and make a different decision because every moment we have a choice to do something different. And so 
this moment, we can all decide who we want to be in this moment. It doesn't matter who we were yesterday or five minutes ago or a year ago or whatever time, you know, you want to look at. I agree. That's who we are right now. So. so what if you had, okay, so a lot of things in your, in your morning routine is great aspects of self-care. So if you're listening, there's things that you could take that Emily has described that are great for self-care. There are a lot of things that I do throughout the day as well. If you needed an extra dose of self-care, what are three of your go-tos that have not, are not a part of your morning routine, but your three go-tos that you feel is your extra push, your extra dose of self-care? That's a good one. Um, For me, it's getting out in nature. So my favorite is going to the beach and just being at the beach. And I'm planning to do that today. I'm going to take a stroll on the beach. I think the sun will hold out long enough and I can have some time there. Um, I could just go for hours and just walk on the beach and I like to collect beach glass. So that's my thing. So it's meditative because you're, you're focusing on something to look for something. And so it gets me thinking and just gets my mind completely clear. And if I can't go to the beach, because sometimes there's just too many people there, I'll go across the street and go to the woods and take a walk in the woods. And I love doing that. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing would just be journaling and getting things out of my head. I don't have a regular routine about doing that, but just journaling, um, is a great thing. And the other thing that I think sometimes, um, I don't hear a lot of people mention this, but getting out of my own head is the best thing I could do. So reaching out to somebody else. So if I'm having a hard time or having a hard day, instead of what I, what I sometimes will do is call someone and tell them all about the bad things. You know, this is all the stuff that's going on, but what it does is it gets me more anxious about it because I'm retelling it. Every time I'm retelling it, I'm reliving it. More power to it. Yeah. More power gets bigger and bigger until it feels so overwhelming. The reason I called was because I want to feel better, but I don't feel better by the end of that call. So what I can do instead is make a phone call, but call somebody and not say a word about what's going on with me, ask them how they're doing and how we can help them. And then just listen to what they have going on and just, you know, being of service to another person. So if I can just be of service to another person and brighten up their day a little bit, make them feel a little bit better, then I immediately start feeling better. That's and good. I never had to talk anything about the thing that was bothering me today because I forget about it. I just forget about it because I'm outside of my own head. My, my head is a dangerous neighborhood. Like I shouldn't go there alone, you know? Um, So I, you know, I gotta, I've got to like get outside of it and take a walk with, you know, with other people and just, um, you know, like literally sometimes and figuratively just get outside my head and, and bring somebody else into that space that, is just something completely different. And it takes me away from my own brain. I love that. I love that. Can you talk about, and we can end about what you're doing business-wise, because I want people to hear like, what are you doing business-wise? What are you passionate about? What's on the plate of, you know, of Emily that you want to share? Yeah. um, One thing that I'm, I'm doing now is instead of, so I do website design primarily was Bang Web Solutions is my website design company. And I build websites for, you know, small to medium sized businesses, mostly, you know, companies where I'm working with the president or CEO or, you know, somebody that's like directly involved. And what I used to do is get, you know, get somebody to say that they want a website. We're all excited about the website. And then the content back and forth takes forever. 
So what I'm doing now is I have where I do a day, like I charge by the day and we set up a certain number of days for whatever, you know, the project uh, needs for that, the completion of it. And then I put those days on a calendar and tell them the days I'm going to be working on it. And if I need feedback throughout the day, I contact them. And so the process is much quicker and everybody's excited. And the, you know, the site feels like everybody owns the site at the end. You know, it's not like this thing that goes off. You know, I I think of it like, um, you know, you send your car in for repairs. You don't know what someone's doing and (laughs) you feel like you're not sure if you're really getting what you paid for, but you don't have any choice. So you do it. And that's the same thing for people with web design is they're not sure what they're paying for. This is true. Get it done day. um, In this way, it's, you know, exactly what you're getting. You feel like you're part of it. And um, not that I'm the one doing the the work, um, but we're, um, I say the work because it's a fun thing when you do it this way and it's, there's excitement and uh, a great website at the end. So that's my, that's my newest business thing that I've been working on. And, um, but I always have something savvy nom nom. Um, if someone is interested in doing a food reset, you can go to savvynomnom.com and right at the top, you'll see 21 day food reset where you can sign up. And that's a great way to just get reset. And I have it on evergreen. So at this point, you can just go in and sign up anytime you don't have to I used to have everybody do it at once. But right. I realize sometimes people when they're ready, they're ready. Like if I'm if I'm ready today to do something about my food, weight and body image, I got to do it today, because it could be a year later before I'm ready again. So I've made that's that true. all the time. Yeah. And if you're listening, do not worry, we're going to have all of that information in the show notes, because we want you to be able to get access to it. Because one, we want you to feel better and to be better for yourself. And if you need business help, again, I know how hard it is to build a website. I have finally, finally gotten my website all the way together. And I've had my website for seven years. So (laughs) um, finally getting it to like the place where I've envisioned it from the very beginning and finally tweaking it. First, I was doing it on my own for such a long time, first of all. Right. I recently just reached out to someone who figured finally fixed fixed it. So if I had been in contact with you, I would have gotten it done a long oh, time yeah. ago. You're my favorite um, customer because you know what it takes to to put yes, a website together if you've done it, it on it your is own. Too one. much work. I am not built for technology. Um, I just want to touch it and know what it looks like. So um, I understand that. So don't if you are a business owner, if you're a budding business who's trying to get off on the ground, please do not rack your brain trying to figure it out. Send it out off off source that outsource that to the professionals. Let those who have been skilled, let them handle it. Go to Emily. Do not call me because I cannot help you. I can help you with some writing, but go to Emily for the, for the technology. So we will include all of that in the show notes. Is there, if there's anything that you would want to say, lastly, just to end um, our time to someone who's listening, who is really like really taken in, they're like, yes, that the wheels are turning. I'm ready to go. I think I'm ready. Um, I can reset. I can do all these different things. Um, What would you want to leave with them? Uh, What I'd like to leave with them is that it doesn't matter how many different things you've tried, you know, the more times you try, the more chance you have of succeeding. And, and it's a matter of anybody can lose weight, but the keeping it off is, um, is about daily, daily maintaining your, 
your emotional and spiritual well-being as well as the food. So it's not just about the food in the body, but it's about all the things that you put into your brain, um, the things that you don't let into your brain. Um, <laughs> yes. So just, you know, maintaining that. So I think that's what people overlook. They get the food down and then they think, I, you know, I've lost the weight. Now I can do what I want to do. But it's maintaining that and just getting that positive input, like listening to podcasts like Toys Podcast here and just getting that positive inspirational input every day and never forgetting that that's the important thing. So, you know, I can't let a day go by that I don't have something that's reminding me that there's a way and that I don't have to go back to where I was because I was not a happy person. And, um, you know, I have days where, you know, ups and downs, but overall, my life is really good today. And it's because I do the things that I do every day to maintain that. So um, the weight might go up and down a little bit, but the emotional part of it is the important piece to really keep in check. Yes, I can't stress that enough. Emily, you said that completely well, like your mental health, your mental wellness is the key to success for no matter what your success means to you, no matter what that looks like, no matter what you've tagged to success, it's going to be so much better when your mind is together, when you feel like you can decompress in, the, in a healthy way, when you feel like you can, like you, you said, Emily, we're going to have ups and downs. I have them all the time. Yeah. Don't think that because you're hearing us that we've locked into some like, you know, game thing where we're like, you know, we've made it. We have not like we're making yeah. it. We have not made it, but we are making it and we're making it because we remember that we have to continue doing the things that 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 will keep us going and keeping us going is making sure that we have our morning routine in which I've been very encouraging. We've had now, this is the third person that has come on the podcast outside of myself who has encouraged you to have a morning routine, simply oh, getting up and winging it will not work. Knowing <laughs> how you, what you need for your day is going to set the tone for your day because when the bad times come when in the day and it will, you'll have yes. something to fall back on. You'll have something that is more, you know, scheduled and you'll feel a little bit more better because you can have, even if it's just having control. Some people love having control, control your morning routine, just like whatever you need, go ahead and grab it. Emily, thank you so much for one, being an amazing guest for two, doing the work. I can't stress it enough. People have to be willing to do the work and sometimes it's good work and sometimes it feels like bad work, but overall doing the work and just being able to share your story. Not everybody is willing to talk about, you know, having this enormous, uh, and I won't say enormous, but having this amount of weight gain, no matter what the number is. And yeah. not everybody's willing to share that. We all experience it in some form, but we're not always all willing to share it. So thank you for being willing. Thanks, Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.